Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, the weekly survey of news in the Philadelphia Archdiocese. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with Matt Gambino, the editor of CatholicPhilly.com, and we're taking a look at this week's top stories. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. Matt, good to have you here with us in the studio. Hello again, Gina. Well, Lent is upon us. Our 40-day journey is a time of prayer and fasting that leads us closer to the Lord. And the Lenten season is also a time to focus that prayer and fasting on a specific and quite literally life-affirming purpose. And to tell us more about that, we're here with Steve Boza, the director of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia's Office for Life and Family, and Tom Stevens, who is president and CEO of the Pro-Life Union of Greater Philadelphia. Steve and Tom, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, same here. So, Tom, your organization is going to mark Lent in a very intentional way through a campaign called 40 Days for Life. Can you tell us more about this effort? Sure. It's a great effort. It's a concerted effort, and it's an international effort. It, it started quite a number of years ago, but we're out in front of abortion centers. We're doing both prayer and fasting throughout 40 days. We're starting on Ash Wednesday, but then we're also being a prayerful, peaceful presence in front of abortion centers. And as you know, we have 30,000 abortions every year in Pennsylvania. And this year we're going to be marking the two millionth abortion in Pennsylvania. It's devastating. Half of those, or almost half of those, are in the five-county Philadelphia area. The two millionth abortion since when? Since Roe v. Wade. So in a short number of years, two million abortions, almost half of those in greater Philadelphia, and so many of those are right in our city. There's 10,000 abortions every year in Philadelphia proper. Actually, it's slightly more than that, but there's 10,000 just in Center City. And so the effort is that for this 40 days, we want to have every hour that an abortion center is open, we want to be in front of that center, both praying, witnessing just by our presence, and also reaching out to women. Tom, uh, for folks who've never done this before, they're interested in making a witness for life. What should someone expect when they go to a, a clinic where a 40 Days for Life vigil will be happening? So they should expect a couple of things. One, they're going to go and there'll be somebody there, hopefully, to pass along information to them, pamphlets that we have that we can give out to women. There's hopefully going to have somebody else there with them. But there's going to be escorts there who are representing the other side who are recruited by Planned Parenthood or other abortion centers, they're there to try to escort women in without talking to us or being, in their words, hassled by us. But it's peaceful, calm. It's a great place for prayer. It's safe. And the object is to reach out to women. To know what to expect, it's great to watch a series of videos that the Pro-Life Union created last year, and they can be reached by going to prolifeunion.org outreach. And you can find that series of videos, which is called the Sidewalk Servants Quick Start Video Series. Really what you're doing is offering another way to approach this issue in what has become a highly polarized and politicized culture. We're not used to dealing with these issues in a way that is peaceful, respectful, and prayerful, would you say? That's right. Sometimes the picture that people have is of elderly white men yelling at people, saying how they're going to hell. And really, that's not what we're doing. And as a matter of fact, if that's what your plan is, we'd ask that you don't go during 40 days. Please be peaceful, be 
prayerful and be kind. Love wins the day every day. And that's really the thing. Polarization is definitely the word of the day. Steve, your office has worked with a number of women and men who have been through the trauma of abortion and its after effects. So this witness is really an attempt to prevent people from experiencing what's really quite devastating pain. Well, absolutely. And I don't think people really hear the message that abortion is devastating not only to the child, obviously, but to the woman also. And we've embarked over the past couple of years, since the year of mercy that the Holy Father had proclaimed for, I think it was 2016, if I'm not mistaken, our response to that was to reintroduce Project Rachel and Rachel's Vineyard to have a more concerted effort to reach the hearts and minds of those persons who may have regretted their abortion. One of the things that, you know, we found over the years is that it's oftentimes the women, and rightly so, that need healing, but there are increasing amount of men who need the healing as well, because oftentimes they are damaged in ways that women aren't damaged, basically, and act out in ways that women wouldn't act out in. And so they need the loving embrace of the church as well. And so getting back to what we were talking about 40 days, the USCCB has put out a pastoral plan. Gosh, it's been around for a long time. And that is the U.S. Conference of Bishops. Right. Their pastoral plan on pro-life activities. And not only do they have the political action that we often take with the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference in combating this, not only with education resources that we do on a continual basis, but prayer and fasting is a part of this outreach. And that's what 40 Days is all about. Now, when I first got here, the pro-life union didn't have 40 Days for Life under their umbrella. And it was an organic outreach that was happening within parishes with very little help or assistance from anyone, basically. It was just parishioners who had decided they wanted to do it, and and God bless them for doing that. About three or four years ago, the Pro-Life Union made an effort to place the 40 Days groups under their umbrella, which I think was very, very helpful and beneficial, because now we have a unified system of helping the individual parishes do what they do best. My role in it, or the Archdiocesan role in this, is to support them in any way that we need to support them, so that, you know, they could get out there and share that prayerful witness. One of the things that Tom and I have talked about for this year is that we want to encourage those persons who may not be able to go out to an abortion clinic to approach their parishes and ask the pastor if it's okay for them to have a holy hour for life. Father Gill's been very instrumental about this. He sent out to parishes rubrics as to how to go about doing that. And that is Father Dennis Gill, who is the head of the Office for Divine Worship here in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia and also the rector of the Cathedral Basilica of Saints Peter and Paul. Correct. So hopefully we'll be able to get more parishes having these holy hours that people, instead of being able to go to the abortion clinic who go to the safety of their own parish and prayer. So 40 Days for Life vigil is actually going to be taking place at a, a number of abortion centers in the Philadelphia area. There is a long list and people can find these by going to 40daysforlife.com and that website will give them an easy way to find a location near them. And there are a lot of these places around. There are three right in Philadelphia. They're in Bryn Mawr, Westchester, Norristown, Warminster, as well as Allentown, Bethlehem, and Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And these are right in a short drive of the Center City of Philadelphia. One of the things that I found going on that website was that it's encouraged to have 24-hour vigils at these centers. Is that correct, Tom? So, yes, it is. And Warminster this year is going to have a 24-hour vigil. I have mixed feelings about that because I think the most effect is when there's actual folks 
folks going in and out and when you have a chance to reach out and be a witness. So certainly be there at two o'clock in the morning. Great if we could muster the troops to do that. But let's make sure that we have two people there or more every hour during the day when the clinics are open. Because it's the public witness that's really the important part of this. And reaching out to the women. We've had 42 saves of babies in the past five years or five seasons of 40 days. So there's a woman whose life doesn't have to be impacted by having an abortion and there's a child who's living because a woman has changed her mind. So there's a tangible outreach to this effort. That's right. As we wrap up here, a couple of things. Speaking of numbers, according to the 40 Days for Life website, and first of all, to clarify the 40 days, that's a biblically and spiritually significant number found throughout the Bible as times of prayer, fasting, and great spiritual renewal. According to the website, 56 countries where you have a presence, over 6,000 campaigns, and well over 15,000 lives saved to date from abortion. That's pretty impressive. That's huge. And the other part of that equation is that there have been abortion clinics that have closed after a 40 days campaign. Because we got to remember here that we're fighting principalities and powers. This is not just a human endeavor. This is a very demonic endeavor. This is spiritual warfare. This is spiritual warfare. And so those persons who choose to be courageous and pray in front of an abortion clinic are actually bringing the battle to where it is. And so we can never, ever underestimate the power of prayer, of intercession. You know, that's why I think it's extremely important for our parishes to take us up on the offer to have 40 hours for life, holy hours during the course of the campaign. So this way, before the Blessed Sacrament, very holy people will come and pray and intercede, pray the rosary, or do whatever it is that they think is best. The beauty of 40 days is that it's organic. And so Tom or myself would never try to say to those persons who run the campaign, do it this way. They need to do it the way it's going to work best. And neither would we say, do do it this way when it comes to the holy hours. One quick note, the 142 clinic workers who have turned away by the witness of the folks outside. This is about a change of heart. That's right. That's really what this is. And that's why the focus here is on that prayer and that fasting and that nonviolent, peaceful witness, because we're not going to shout each other Mm -hmm. into upholding human dignity. It's really going to be through a heart change that people fully embrace. Tom and Steve, thank you so much for your work to uphold the dignity of all human life. Our prayers and support will be with you during this Lenten season. Thank you again. Thanks, Gina. God bless. God bless you. And for more on these and other stories in local, national, and world news, as well as features on sports and culture, visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, and until next time, may God bless and keep you. This episode of Inside Catholic Philly is sponsored by the Bazillion Spirituality Center. The Bazillion Spirituality Center, located in Jenkintown, was founded in 2000 to bring Christ's praying, healing, and and life-giving presence to all God's people. Rooted in the spirituality of St. Basil, the center is a hub for Catholic activity in the Philadelphia area. Our spring 2019 program schedule includes an open house on January 30th, a retreat for caregivers on March 23rd, and faith formation meetings on Tuesday evenings during Lent. Find us on Facebook or at stbasils.com. This podcast has been a production of catholicphilly.com. Music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at catholicphilly.com.